Welcome to the Financial Flight Plan with Tim Estes and Bree Reyes. When it comes to your financial future, we believe the sky is the limit. We'll give you the proper tools to keep your engine <clears throat> portfolio running smoothly. Let us pilot the answers to some of your toughest financial issues. The Financial Flight Plan starts now. Glad to have you back on the Financial Flight Plan Podcast. I am Ben George, along with Bree Reyes, Investor Coach and Certified Financial Planner at Estes Financial Services. Today, we are going to give you a quiz. We are going to present a little pop quiz for you. You're not going to get graded on it, but we're going to give you some questions that you need to be asking yourself to find out just how prepared you are for retirement. we got a five-question quiz coming up today. Bree, good to talk to you again. How are you? Doing great, Ben. We made it through Halloween. Yes. How did Yay. it go? Oh, this is the first year he trick-or-treated and he, we didn't really trick-or-treat. We went to a couple of friends' houses and stood the appropriate six feet apart. from. Right. <laughs> but um, in, in my parents, we actually went over to my folks's, to my parents' neighborhood, and their neighborhood is insane. Really? I mean, people bus kids in to, to their neighborhood. And so I was used to that growing up. That just to me is normal to have like four bags of Costco sized bags of candy. And just <laughs> and my husband had never experienced it before. So he was like, where are these people? Like, where are these people coming? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but we took Nate to a couple of houses of neighbors and friends of ours. And he loved it. He was a baby astronaut. Yes. And he was, I have to say, the cutest astronaut that has ever existed. And uh, he had a couple of our friends ask him, you know, do you know anything about planets? And then 10 minutes later, they got to walk away with their ears bleeding <laughs> after he talked to them for, you know, 30 minutes on, on Neptune. Like just, I don't, I think they forget what three and a half is like. Yeah. Is he still wearing the costume? Uh, he wore it for a good like three days. Yeah. It needs to be washed. It really does. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Our experience was kind of similar. It's like you didn't know. Who wanted to participate? Some people did. Some people didn't. There'd be a street that, you know, set up tables and chairs out on the, the driveway and let you just get candy off the table. Then you go down other street, it's completely dark. So you just didn't know what to expect. But it was good to get out and have some kind of an experience around Halloween. It just wouldn't felt the same if there was no trick-or-treating for the kids, you know? Yeah, it needed to, we need some magic this year. This year has been a, an interesting year. So whatever we can do. Normally, I am a do not bring out the tree until after Thanksgiving person. And this year, I'm like, let's just decorate because why, why not? not? Yeah. <laughs> hey, this you have plenty of time to enjoy it being in the house all the time. That's where we kind of are right now. So maybe that's. Oh, uh, yeah. My whole thing is let's let the spirit of Christmas. Sure. Or the holiday season. Like, let's just decorate the house because yeah. why not? I don't think so. you're alone in that. I think there's a lot of people taking that approach this year. I'm, I'm noticing a lot more lights up in my neighborhood than normal this time of year. So uh, I think that everybody's just given up. It's 2020. <laughs> you can do whatever you want this year, right? I mean, there are no rules anymore, it seems like. But today we got a good show, and I'm looking forward to going through this retirement quiz with you, Bree. I think this is going to be, I think... Uh, well, here's the one thing you still need to do in 2020 is uh, prepare for retirement. Exactly. I you mean, can't, I, you if, can't if, let up anything there. We've, <laughs> anything we've learned this year... Proper preparation is important. It goes a long way. There's no, no question about it. And that's what we try to help you with today. So again, you can find us online. SSFinancial.net is the website on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can find us any of those places to get in contact with Bree uh, or Father Tim, any of those spots. But also you can call um, the office directly, SS Financial at 817-444-8402. And as we go through this quiz and you think, okay, 
maybe I'm not as prepared as I think, or maybe I am prepared, but let me get a little bit more feedback, get in touch with us as financial. But let's run through the questions. So what I'm going to do, Bree, what I'll plan on doing here is I got five questions. I'm going to ask you the question, and then I want you to just kind of explain what kind of answer you're looking for, why, why somebody needs to be asking them themselves. What are they trying to figure out with this question? So number one, it seems like a pretty obvious one, but do you know how much you have? Ooh, see, no, it's not an obvious question. Because if it was an obvious question, we wouldn't have Texas Unclaimed Property website, or we wouldn't have the Unclaimed Property websites nationwide. Hmm. I'm just thinking the one in Texas, right? I mean, who hasn't gone on there to check to see if you forgot a bank account you had when you were 16 years old at your local bank? Me, I did. (laughs) So um, it's interesting. Some people might know their retirement savings, but they might not know their spouse's retirement savings either. Or know how many IRAs are out there, old 401ks from jobs that you had 10 years ago that you were only there for two years. And so you decided you wouldn't move over your 401k and it's a fidelity. And now you're at employer, three more employers and that type of thing. So a lot of people have a lot of stuff spread out. And it's technology. I blame, I blame technology a little bit for this because it's made it easier on us. We've got online logins. We can see we don't need to consolidate. But when it comes to starting to think about retirement preparedness, the first thing you want to do is know what you've got and know what you have, not just the accounts, but what the types of the accounts they are. And what do I mean by that? I mean, how the account is taxed and what's in the account. So these are all these. So that question is not as basic or as simple as it sounds. Gotcha. Well, it is an important one to make sure that you can answer that to start things off here. Okay. You know how much you have, maybe, or you're figuring that out. Next question you're asking, do you know how much you spend? Ooh, this question burns every (laughs) time, and I have to ask it a lot. Most people do not like the B word. Budget? And by B word, I mean budget, because (laughs) I try to make it sound French so people won't hate it as much. (laughs) But the, (laughs) the budget is important. And a lot of times when you're in accumulation mode, meaning when you're working, you don't worry about it. You know how much money you have in the checking account at the end of the month. Hopefully you have some left over. And so you buy the the thing or you know, okay, if we're going to the grocery store. We'll spend approximately 50 bucks, 75 bucks, whatever. No judgment. But you don't pay attention to down the, you know, every line. And a lot of people don't like to do that type of spreadsheeting and paying attention and noticing the amount, the difference amounts. So I, I highly recommend as you're getting close to retirement to start like paying attention and looking and using either a spreadsheet or we've got a spreadsheet that we use when we run financial plans for all of our clients that I have everybody complete. That's got every category known to man, God, dog, everything. Or use something like Mint or a tracking software through your bank. Just start paying attention to what you're spending because it's really, really hard for a good financial planner to come back and give you an accurate financial plan if you don't know accurate how much money leaves. And the other thing is people wildly underestimate how much they spend. People very rarely overestimate. What I get is underestimate. And then they underestimate how much they're going to spend on healthcare in retirement and not necessarily the, the premiums. Well, and, and that's one thing we've got to look at is how much your premiums are going to rise in retirement, but also like, oh, well, we're going to be on Medicare. It's fine. It's free. Well, no, it's not. 
and how much are those premiums going to rise? And, and what about out-of-pocket costs? And what about co-pays and all that type of thing? This is where I find more and more people underestimate. It's financially disastrous. And I can imagine it can be, you know, it's the reality of really knowing what you spend. You, not everybody wants to face that reality. You know, like if you actually open up your statements and look at exactly breaking it down line by line and see what that number is, you know, you might be a little embarrassed. I mean, you might spend more than you think you do, and but it can be damaging in the long term. It can be seriously damaging in the long term. And the, the important thing to do is go at, into it without judging yourself. Right. Okay. I spend $10 a week at Starbucks. I don't. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I don't. But I, I have family members that do, you know, on teas or whatever. Fine. Know that about yourself. But also know that, hey, that's a luxury that maybe I'll have to give up in retirement. Just acknowledge it. And you know what? You may find some good ways to cut some costs as you're going through your budget. Right. It doesn't have to be a bad thing when you're going through that yeah, process. Yeah, no. All right. Number three on our retirement preparedness quiz. Do you know how much risk you have? Why is this, why is this an important question to be asking, Bree? Because most people don't know how much risk they have in their portfolio. And if they do, they have way more risk than they think they do. It's important to, to know what you're invested in and the risks and know that in any six-month period, your portfolio could be up as high as X and down as high as Y. And just be, know that you're comfortable with the range. We use something at Estes Financial. We use a, a tool that when we bring clients on board or we're doing financial plans where we really make sure we model their risk tolerance level and make sure that we're, we're matching portfolios to their risk tolerance level. Because I don't want my clients sitting at home freaking out over something that we could have designed the portfolio to avoid. Does that make sense? And still accomplished yeah. all their goals. Right. That's the that's the big part of it. Is are you taking on more risk than you need to accomplish your goals? Right. Risk for risk safe sake is pointless. I mean, there's no reason to take a golf club, start a golf game in the middle of a thunderstorm <laughs> for fun. You gotta be crazy. <laughs> no. To do that. Yeah. So understanding yeah. your risk and, and understanding how much risk you actually need. Uh, two parts to that answer as well. So number four on our list. Do you know what you're paying in fees? I would assume that, you know, some people pay attention to this, their fees. Some don't do it at all. And some just don't even realize what's actually in there. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, is that investments inherently, some mutual funds inherently have hidden internal fees. So they don't even, they don't take those into, into account either. I mean, some investments have hidden internal fees, meaning they'll tell you that you've got a 7% return, but the fund actually got an 8 We'll say eight point five percent return, but they, the the mutual fund had their one point five percent internal fee, so you got the seven in the end, and so that's what the client sees, and that's what the client thinks happened is just they got the seven, and they don't necessarily know about that one point eight that they never saw. So knowing about the in, the hidden fees and and asking, you know, what are, what is the all in for this? What am I really being charged? Is important. I'm not saying fees are necessarily bad. I mean. Yeah, get what you pay for. But are your fees detrimental to the rest of your life? Meaning, are your fees going to eat up your portfolio along with inflation and taxes to where you're not going to have anything to live off of? That's the important thing. That's why anytime I'm doing a financial plan or talking to people, it's always net of our fee because I don't want anyone worried about the fee. Yeah, that's great to know up front. So make sure you're getting the value out of your fees, not necessarily that you don't need to have any fees. 
just make sure you're getting the appropriate value. And yeah, I don't want anyone to ever question, okay, but am I, you know, you showed eight, am I only going to get seven and a half and how's that going to affect me? Right. I am always very upfront about what our fees are and then show the returns that the client would receive or, or the projections that the client would receive if we're doing something that, that had projections like that. Not, not everything does. Gotcha. All right. Our last question, and maybe, I mean, possibly most important, these are all very important, but the last one we'll close out with is, do you know what your retirement income streams are actually going to look like? This is hard for a lot of people. And this is the number one reason we have dry erase boards all over our, our conference room. We have a giant dry <laughs> erase board because I actually draw out retirement income streams. For some reason, it's easier to see it and understand it than it is to see it on paper. But most people have at least one retirement income stream, Social Security, right? If you don't have Social Security, maybe you're a teacher or a federal employee that didn't pay into Social Security. I'm looking at all of you CSRSs out there. But then you have a pension. So you've got that instead. And it's good to know those guaranteed income streams. Also knowing what the rating of the, you know, how comfortable you are with the assets that back the pension that you have is something that's good to know too. and. If you can turn on a, you may bought an annuity years and years and years ago for accumulation, what are its lifetime income streams as well? So looking at all those different retirement income streams really helps take the fear of retirement away. Well, these five questions are all very important. Where, where would you say, when, I guess, in, in your, you know, your planning for retirement, should you be asking these questions, Bri? I mean, Anytime, or is this something maybe as you get within a couple of years of retirement that you should be going through? What would you say? Some of these, and some of these, anytime. I mean, <laughs> do you know how much you have? That's always good to know anytime. And spending, yeah. <laughs> um, knowing how much you spend is always good to know anytime. My husband and I, about once a year, we do the big let's break down, let's look in quick in, let's pull the mandate off and uh, go through. Cause I mean, it's not, it's not. I will we'll say this is not the most romantic date night we had, but we go through all the spending categories and go, okay, did we really use Spotify all that much? Right. Okay, we spent a ton on Amazon. What did we order? Mm. And just to try to, you know, just call some of that because we know what we call and what we aren't spending, we could be saving, we could be investing, we could be putting to co toward college planning. Right. So it's always a good idea to review it. Yes, it's not the most romantic date night we have, but I do. we do have a nice dinner and a nice dessert and try to like bribe ourselves into doing it. Knowing how much risk you have, that's important anytime. Knowing what you're paying in fees. Quite frankly, all of these are important anytime. The only one that I don't think is as, as important all the time is probably the retirement income streams because I know what my social security benefit projection is today. Do I think that that is what it's going to look like when I am age appropriate for Social Security? No. So I know personally that that's one that's going to change. Right. So that's, I would say for most people, one through four are super, super important all the time. When you get a little closer to retirement a couple of years out, add on number five. Gotcha. Well, all five of these are important you need to know the answer in order to be prepared for retirement. And, you know, one thing we don't have on this list, Brie, but, and maybe it's not, maybe it's part of the preparation process, but it's a little more looking long-term and to making sure you have a successful retirement. And that's thinking about taxes. And as we always do on the show, we present the offer to anybody that's listening. If they want to, they can reach out to you and get your ticking tax time bomb toolkit. Yes, because, and this isn't on there. Well, actually it's kind of under that first one, knowing the types of accounts you have and how those are taxed. Good point. 
I did. See, I did include it in there because taxes are such taxes and inflation are the two killers to retirement dreams. And so it's something that we can sort of plan for and start thinking about early. And the earlier you start thinking about this five years or so out. So that way we can make sure that you have thought about taxes in retirement because it is a big, scary thing. And that's something we don't know what the tax brackets are going to look like after they sunset, if they are allowed to continue to till they sunset in 2026. So in the, t- in the toolkit, we've got our book, Financial Flight Plan book, Seven Lessons to Save Your Retirement. We've got a CD. We've got a couple of reports, the five risks that could destroy your retirement. Guess what? Taxes are one of them. And a tax special report. So it's a really great kit for preparing and thinking about taxes and retirement. So go to estesfinancial.net. That's the website. Uh, there's a link to contact Bree. Just go ahead and send her a quick note. Uh, ask, told her you, you heard it on the podcast and you'd like to take advantage and uh, and start looking through that ticking tax time bomb toolkit. It's a very helpful, very helpful resource for you and uh, one that will definitely help you in your preparation for retirement. It's getting to know you time. Time for a little getting to know you with Bree Reyes. And today, my question for you, Bree, we all love animals. What was your first pet? Oh, I do love animals. I had a bunch of different pets as a kid. Um, my pe- When I was born, my mom had a golden retriever. So oh. I think that was the first family pet. But D'Artagnan was not long for this world. D'Artagnan. When I, was born, so I barely remember D'Artagnan. I remember D'Artagnan because of photos, not because of actual D'Artagnan. Right. And so then... <laughs> I don't remember how I got fancy, but um, I ended up with an American short-haired barn cat named Fancy. <laughs> um, he he was named Fancy, uh, much to his chagrin. The, and the reason being is the neighbor's cat was named Fancy, and I just thought all cats should be named <laughs> Fancy. I was Nate's age. Come on. Give me a break. We'll here. give you a break. So I had Fancy, and Fancy was... Fancy was around for a long time. In fact, when when dad, when Tim married into the family, Fancy was was still there. And he he married into two daughters, wife and a cat, much to his chagrin. <laughs> and he and Fancy never actually saw eye to eye. But it, Fancy saw me through a lot, a lot of different things. Taught me how to give insulin shots because Fancy was diabetic there at the end. So um, I have given I know how to successfully give a cat and a dog insulin shots. And um he was, he was just mean. He was mean as a mean, mean kitty cat, but I loved him dearly. Yeah. You gave that name fancy. I'm just thinking of, uh, of the song fancy. Yes. I can't, I can't get it out of my head now. The Reba McIntyre song. I'm just, that's all I can think about right now. I don't know if that's the intention behind the original that was name. Not fancy. the intention. Not your, I don't, well, I don't neighbors. know what the intention. Yeah. yeah, no, I should call my neighbors. <laughs> I should call them and, and ask them. I have no idea that their cat was named fancy. I thought all cats were named fancy and no one could talk me out of it. In retrospect, I'm looking at my mom going seriously, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, fancy the cat. We will be remembering you forever. Um, all right, so let's get to one mailbag question, Bree. On a serious note, before we close things out here on the Financial Flight Plan podcast, and we got a question in from Riley, who is in uh, Fort Worth, and and she asks, or he asks, um, my dad just died a couple of weeks ago, and we're sorry uh, for your loss there, Riley, but. Uh, the question is, what should I be doing to make sure that mom is okay financially? Oh, Riley, I'm so, so sorry. 
this is a really hard time uh, for your family, I would imagine, and for probably for your mom. Uh, so the first steps that we take when we, when we know something like this is going on or has gone on with one of our clients is you're going to need the death certificate to find out and a will or uh, some accounts have beneficiary change forms that, that tell us who, who is, is inheriting the account. But the first thing I would, I would make sure is if your mom's okay. Unfortunately, I've seen with a couple of different clients that when they lose a spouse, they, they, go, through a, um, they go through a spending period. of time, uh, spending, They spend a little more money, and it's partially to make them feel good because of what they're going through. And that's understandable. It just can be financially detrimental later on through the long term. And so I would have, if you feel like that's something going on, definitely recommend some counseling just to talk, to kind of go through and process some of those emotions. And then also maybe interview a few different uh, financial planners, certified financial planners, and help your mom find somebody that she can work with um, to make sure that she is making prudent decisions as far as money and and income and expenses and budget and that type of thing or use the person that she has had or they've had in the past it just it tends to be one of those times where it's it's almost a good idea to to take a step back and interview a couple of different people and so that's that's where i would start but i am so sorry to hear about your loss riley yeah i i I echo that as well and and uh it is very good that you actually are reaching out to try to get some help and make sure you're doing the right thing for your mom and, and helping her out as much as possible. So um, good on you for, for doing that and looking out for her as well during this difficult time. But uh, you can always uh, get in touch with Bree if you want to talk with her directly uh, offline. You can do that as well. SSFinancial.net is the website. And uh, the phone number is 817-444-8402. And we welcome any other questions you might have for the podcast. We'll be happy to try to work, work them into the show and answer them in future episodes. So please hit subscribe as well on the podcast. We'll have another episode coming next month and look forward to having you then. Bree, thanks for going through this retirement preparedness quiz for us today. Hopefully we help some people better get a better grip of actually where they stand. Yes. And everybody listening out there, go out and lead an abundant life.